Stay in the know with Radio 2000 Podcast. And I've got Ivan Chauke of iChauke Attorneys joining us to have this very interesting conversation. Ivan, are you there? <laughs> yes, I'm here. I'm here. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Thank you for having me. And hello to your listeners. Ivan Naindaba. This is something I've never heard of. And I just want to read this so that we can get like an understanding of what we're talking about. And to the listeners that are joining for the first time, this is the um, email that we received from our listener saying, my fiance of 15 years died six months ago without a will. His four grown children who hate me are trying to evict me from the house we both lived in. The property was in his name, but I paid the municipality bills. I was once told that the letters I received from the post box that have my name and the address of the property is proof that I did reside in that house and because of that they won't be able to evict me. Is this true because I have a box full of mail? Ivan, I've never heard of that in my entire life. Please explain. Can the can the mail anonymous has at her disposal help her case? Well, I think I think this is another situation where uh, we have to address the, the the issue of contracts again, where mm-hmm. we always say it's hey. better to have a contract in place that is written so that everyone can be able to see what is the agreement between two parties. Mm-hmm. So if this situation is also dealt with in a similar vein. <gasps> so here we have a situation where we have two people who are not married. Yeah. Therefore, they're, therefore, they're not entitled to each other's property in terms of the law. Now, for her to be able to say, look, I'm entitled to uh, some of the assets of my partner, she would then have to prove whether there is a, uh, a, a, a partnership, a universal partnership between the two of them. And then that would be the only way for her to be able to inherit what her deceased uh, fiancé has or has in terms of possessions or assets. Mm. Now, what's this letter thing all about? Because someone told her that, don't worry, May Scott, you've been receiving mail to this address. Because of that, that's proof enough that you reside in that house and these kids can't evict you. Well, I think here yeah, the, the issue really here is 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 really whether uh, she would be entitled to have any any form of share in that particular house, mm. and the letters on their own actually can't assist her with anything. Yeah. The only thing they can do is to help her establish whether in fact she was in a universal partnership with her fiance, oh. and for her to be able to establish whether she was in a universal partnership with her fiance, she would have obviously have to firstly show whether. Uh, there was uh, a, an agreement for the, for her and her fiance to be in a partnership. Uh, they must have brought something to that uh, partnership. And the partnership must be for the joint benefit of the parties. And the objective must to be to make a profit. So if she can show all of these elements uh, on the basis of the facts, on the basis of what's in those um, letters and these emails, or any other arrangement they could have had with the decision, then she might be able to have a claim to that asset, but that does not mean that she cannot be evicted. It would depend on whether she can prove that they have a universal partnership. And if she can, what percentage is she entitled to okay. to the assets of her fiancé? So once she has proven the requirements for universal partnership, and then she shows that this is the percentage that I've been contributing towards this asset or towards the estate of her fiancé, then she can be able to have a claim. And depending on the percentage of the claim, 
obviously the other siblings of um, her fiance then also have the same because they'll be heirs. And as you've stated, there is no in this particular uh, case. Mm. It means that then the state would decide how the assets are distributed and the state decides this by using the Interstate Succession Act, mm. which will determine then who gets what and how much percentages do they get. Yeah. Ivan, there's someone listening to, to this conversation right now who is um, in a situation that she's probably m- not married per se, but uh, they've just gotten engaged. They share a property, but the property is in the the, the fiance's name and she has nothing to, to her name. How can people best protect themselves from such situations? And how do you legalize such a setup? We're not married yet. The intention is for us to get married. Should we now write a contract that should anything happen to me as your fiance, you still get A, B, C and D? I can imagine that's how it works. So, so the parties have 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 obviously options. The first option would be the the obvious one, well, it might not be obvious to other people, yeah. but uh, get married and so that your agreement can be reduced to yeah. writing yeah. in the form of an international contract or the automatic consequences of uh, getting married, which is in commercial property. The other option that they can have is to formalize their agreement and that will detail what they are going to get uh, from this partnership, uh, what contribution are, going, are they going to make, and how will this partnership be dissolved. So if they reduce their, if you can put in a cohabilitation agreement or a partnership agreement where they state that this is how we are going to share the assets, this will be an alternative to getting married. But at least in that way, they'll be able to formalize the agreement and the precise terms of how their partnership is going to work will be documented in that agreement. Mm. If they don't do either of the two, then the issue, the situation will be then they must now prove that there is a universal partnership between them. And obviously they'd have to prove those uh, requirements, which one being they, one party must bring something to the partnership. The partnership must be carried on for a joint benefit of the two parties and the objective must be to make a profit. So if they can prove all of those things, then they can show that they were in a universal partnership with this person and then they're entitled to a certain percentage of the assets. But if it's managing commercial properties, simple because you know automatically you're entitled to half of the assets of your partner. Yeah. Yeah. Ivan, please give us your contact details because, listen, we need your expertise. We need your help because these things can be very, very tricky. Where can people get a hold of you? So people can get a hold of me on my uh, personal number, which is 0789622026. That is 0789622026. This number is also available on WhatsApp. Uh, They can contact me anytime but obviously this should be around uh business hours which are from uh eight to five o'clock and then they can also email me on info at icatennis.co.za or email me directly at irvin at icatennis.co.za and my name is spelled (laughs) irvin we're laughing about this because off air there was a big debate about Ivan's name and how it's pronounced. Some were saying it's Irvin. I was saying it's Ivan. But his parents say it's Ivan and I'm going to stick with the people that named you. Thank you so much, Ivan. <laughs> Thank you, Thank so you much. very much for having me. We'll I have a beautiful day. Yes, we'll chat to you very soon. Thank you so much. There you go. That's Ivan Chauke or Irvin Chauke from iChauke Attorneys. Radio 2000 Podcast.